Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Yes Ma'am. I'm on a bit of a high right now because my grand opening was yesterday for my business, Forever Young Aesthetics, and it was such a success. We had such a great turnout. I can't even begin to explain. I had so much support, so many vendors that were willing to help, and just everyone really stepped up for me so I could host and just attend everyone that was walking in. I would estimate we had around 100 people come in during the time that we were open. So we were open from one to four and just so much traffic coming in and out and it was amazing. So if you were one of the ones that attended, I appreciate you so fucking much. Like it meant the world to me and I was actually surprised those who didn't show a few, mind you, a few people did tell me like, hey, I'm so sorry, like, and would bring gifts. And I don't expect gifts, you know, uh, but just gave me the courtesy like, hey, I'm so sorry, I really want to be there. But you know, I have something else going on. And I just, I can't make it, um, which I really I did appreciate them like telling me and you know, that they want to be there and they support me from afar. And it's just kind of shitty, not to like be negative about the whole experience, because it was amazing. But just the people that didn't show and who I thought would be supportive, you know? So now I know. It's crazy because I didn't really have the expectation for some of these people to attend. But, you know, I still had like that little bit of hope that they would show up for me. And they didn't. So it just reminds me of the place that I hold in their life. And where they sit with me now, you know, it just kind of reconfirmed of how I felt about these people and I don't fucking need them. So everyone who was there are my fucking people and everyone who reached out and said, congratulations, like I fucking love y'all. Y'all are fucking down for me and I'm fucking down for y'all. Like I had woken up with so much anxiety because you guys know by now I am such a perfectionist and I'm such a control freak and I was relying very heavily on my closest people to help me with uh, my grand opening day and they fucking came through for me and definitely settled my anxiety and I'm just so happy with the turnout. I also did write a speech for the ribbon cutting part of the grand opening. I was so anxious. I was so anxious. Like my voice was shaking, cracking, but I did get through it. Um, I gave a huge shout out to my parents who have been super supportive since day one, since I started my business, since I even picked up a makeup brush. You know, they were never those parents that questioned me. They always had my back. My sisters as well. Like, They have no one will have your fucking back like your siblings, my siblings anyway. We have a super strong bond with each other and we help each other when we can, where we can. And I love it. And here I am trying to be a consistent bitch with recording the people pleaser that I am. The yes ma'am. Although I think it's been like three weeks or so since my last episode. I really do enjoy recording and making the time, but being a perfectionist, I feel like now I really got to prepare for these and write somewhat of a script so I have my thoughts in place and better said. So bear with me. 
recording and writing down my thoughts are a sort of therapy for me and helpful, but I feel better that these episodes are helpful to anyone listening. So please share when you do listen and encourage others to do the same. It does give me some validation, which encourages me to continue putting out more content to feel and know that I'm making a difference. Does that make sense? And don't get me wrong, I'm not doing it just for y'all, but for myself. (laughs) It keeps me accountable, especially now that I know my counselor has listened to my podcast. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, point is, I just don't want to waste my time if my energy and sharing my experiences aren't being taken in or learned from or related to. Speaking of my counselor, I went to therapy about two and a half weeks ago after not seeing her since April. April to about before yesterday has been shit in my life and I hadn't had the chance to talk to her because financially it was so hard. It is hard. Um, I continue to put everything I have into my business and I wasn't making my mental health a priority. So I really didn't feel like I had the option. Uh, So I, I heavily relied on my loved ones. I will say those were the worst months of my life. Definitely felt very lonely so much change at one time. I had moved out of my apartment back into my sister's house at the end of April. My lease at my old studio was up the following month. I definitely felt like I lost a huge part of myself. Like I had nowhere to go, nowhere I belonged. I felt like I had nothing of my own. I am now confined to a room. Shit is still in boxes and it's been six months. It's crazy because you'd probably think looking at my social media, like, oh my God, she's doing great. She just opened up her new place. She has her shit together. (laughs) When it's like I'm barely starting to crawl out of that 100-foot hole I was in. And yesterday, I feel like I leaped about 50 feet up, you know? So that was definitely motivation for me. So I'm heading in the right direction. I'm getting to a better place. Business shit is still hard. The economy is still shit, but I'm doing what I can to put myself and my business out there because my staff and I truly do care about our clients and I know we take care of our people. We make sure people leave feeling better than what they did when they walked in. Something I've been doing to keep myself motivated and positive is writing down or saying out loud my wins for the day. It could be the smallest thing. Granted, the little things are the most important things, in my opinion. So, for example, my wins on October 3rd, I went to therapy, got clarity, worked out, ate a home-cooked meal, felt happier than I did yesterday. I won't lie, though. My moods are so up and down the constant overstimulation, always being needed, always having to find solutions to problems, always having to be better, always having to be a step ahead, always planning, always being questioned. My mind is constant. It's the hardest thing to escape from or much less turn off. I feel like it'll kill me one day. Like, hopefully not. But, you know, it's just, it's a lot. It really is true for entrepreneurs We quit our nine to five to work 24-7. Your girl's tired, (laughs) tired of everything, but I can't and won't quit. I picked up my niece and nephew the other day to go home, 
and my eight-year-old niece was questioning me like, Tia Toya, why do you work so much, even on Saturdays and Sundays? And I was like, well, ma yeah, mama, like I have to work. I just opened my new place. I had to make sure I, I make enough money to stay open. So we, I have to work the weekends. Which she responded, well, I'm busy on Saturdays too. I'm so tired. I have to do three dances in dance class a whole hour. I had to do jazz, ballet, and tap. And I started cracking up. Like, dang girl, I wish I was that kind of tired. <laughs> One whole hour staying active, doing three different types of dance. <laughs> Man, I miss being a kid. I miss not having responsibility. That's really what it is. And it's weird. Like, I'm a grown-ass adult, but I immediately, like, snap into my 15-year-old self when it comes to wanting or having kids. Like, no, I'm little. I'm not supposed to get pregnant. <laughs> like, it's good news now when people my age find out they're pregnant. It's not a bad thing. People plan for it, which is like still weird for me. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like women who are childless can understand me. I don't know if I'd be in the position that I am if I had children. The responsibility is a whole mother level. And it's scary. The responsibility to mold a little person this little person eventually grows up and to be their own person and have their own personality and makes their own decisions, good or bad. There's only so much you can do as a parent when they get to a certain age. Maybe that's my OCD coming into play and always feeling like I have to be in control of everything, but that's where my mind goes. I'm a boss. I manage people. I control everything. And then I also think, how much our upbringing affects us, our lives, our decisions, our anxieties and habits. I'm not going to say I had a hard childhood because I didn't. We were poor, but I didn't know we were poor. My parents did such a damn good job with my siblings and I. Not to say that my parents weren't broken or didn't have their own traumas because they definitely do. But it's amazing how much my parents balance each other out in the example that they have given us. Of course, like any couple, they've gone through hardships. They're not perfect. But something I really admire them for is never letting us know that there were issues between them. Of course, there's your normal bickering. I mean, I think that's normal, you know, like my mom's a control freak. My dad likes to drink and plays too much sometimes. <laughs> so you can guess how those conversations would play out. But like to have real issues, we never knew of. And I've recently been asked if I'm dating. The answer is no. <laughs> I've been too preoccupied. I thought once the spa was open, I'd be more calm and open to dating. But it literally has not crossed my mind. Like, I'm such a fucking loyal girlfriend in a relationship. I give so much of myself. And I don't have anything to give right now. Not even an ounce. And it's so hard for me to even like someone. I can say I've liked two people <laughs> my whole life. And those people turned into my boyfriends, you know? It's like I'm all the way in or all the way out. My first relationship, we were together for like eight years. My second relationship, we were together or involved for five. 
that's that's a whole nother story. Um, but I've been single for about a year now. My last relationship, I tried so badly or I wanted something super healthy. And after coming out of my first relationship, it did leave me with some insecurities and some trauma. And I didn't want to be the crazy girlfriend looking through your phone. So I never did. I've never been that girlfriend. And because I so badly didn't want to be that, I feel like I avoided a lot of red flags. And maybe if I was a little crazy and dug a little deeper and asked more questions and pushed a little bit, I likely could have avoided a lot of heartache. But the thing is, looking back on everything now, I would not change a single fucking thing because I learned and I grew so, so much after that experience. And I'm so grateful that everything happened the way it did. My time will come. I'm in no rush. When I'll know, I'll know, you know. And I definitely plan to keep it private as long as possible because I'm just that person. People don't always wish the best for you, you know? And I want to be present and live in the moment and not be so thoughtful with things that I'm putting out on social media. Like, I really want to go MIA. Like, I wish social media wasn't so impactful with my business. But it is, you know, and I wish I could just fucking fall off the earth and people be like, what happened to her? What is she doing? (laughs) And the only people that will actually know are the people closest in my circle. Like I want to randomly just post a picture from three years ago when I got married and shock the world when they go creeping, you know, (laughs) like, oh, yeah, it's my anniversary. I've been married for like five years and y'all knew nothing about it. And I just enjoyed my life. That's what I want. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to me. I love you and I hope you make it an amazing day and keep pushing. Even if you're in a hundred foot hole like I was, you got this. You will make it. We will all make it. Talk to you in my next episode.